These underlying patterns dictate who you really are. You can change yourself on the surface level, but again, the surface level, it's only like five or 10% of who you are. You want to change the 90% of who you are. And as you change the 90% of who you are, well, you naturally do successful habits. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. On average, only 9 to 12% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. Why wow. is that? That is what we're going to explore today. Moss is here to, to talk about that on the Exponential uh, Intelligence podcast. And a lot of people's mindset is toward a new me, a new beginning, a fresh start, you know, and, and helping right. themselves, you know, have be healthier, be happier overall, and people set New Year's resolutions to do so. What is your opinion about New Year's resolutions? Do they work or don't they work? Uh, <laughs> sounds like a trick question, but um, like you said, only nine to twelve percent of people who set New Year's resolutions actually, you know, hold on to them. Uh, if they actually appear uh, or resolve, that's that's totally fine. But again, over about ninety percent of the people who set New Year's resolutions, according to statistics, by January, by the end of January, they've dropped their their resolutions and gone back to their old state. So, so why does that happen? Okay, uh, and from the from Exponential's point of view, there's a couple of reasons why. So, in this podcast, we'll go through on on why New Year's resolutions fail uh, for those individuals who do become successful goal setting because overall uh, I would say about 90 95 percent of people who set goals whether it's new year's resolutions or any type of goal setting they fail why is that right because it's pretty much the same and then why it's probably not the best time to set goals during the new years so you want to do it sometimes not the best time that's interesting because that's when the majority of people start those those resolutions or setting those goals is Yep. The, the the calendar year seems like a natural time to do that, but it, it sounds it like is. there's a reason why that might not be the best choice. It is, uh, and at, at at so from one point of view, yes, it's a it's an ending year, it's a new beginning, it's a fresh beginning, and so on like that, which which is which is good. Uh, birthdays are also the same thing, you know, right? It's a new beginning and so on. But the problem with New Year's resolutions, the way it currently stands, is that there's so many individuals who set New Year's resolutions, and then they fail at it. So you start to become part of the mastermind of all those individuals who set New Year's resolutions. And as part of the mastermind, you're going to be drawn in or you're going to be pulled in to, say, well, the quagmire of all those individuals who have created New Year's resolutions. And again, so if they're 90% are failing, you'll have a higher chance of failing just because of the auric field that's created around it. It's kind of like gang mentality, right? No matter what you try to do, you're going to be part of that gang because now you just like submitted your votes. Like, hey, I'm one of those people who set a New Year's resolution. Boom, you fall into that mastermind. And then that mastermind dictates on how your new resolutions, say the outcome works. So what right. you want to do is space it out a little bit. I would do it. Uh, I, I would look and observe uh, for the New Year's. 
um, what I would suggest, and these are three things that you can do uh, to, uh, uh, to, to, these are three things that you can do when you're doing New Year's as resolutions right, okay? One, don't start on the first of the year. Look at your life from a fresh set of eyes. Ask your friends. It's like, hey, you know what? This past year, review, review the past year. Uh, ask your friends. It's like, hey, what did you like about me in the past year? What didn't you like? You know, and really be honest. Ask yourself that. So at the month of January is just observing. It's kind of like seeing where you are because new, most New Year's resolutions don't work because you have to understand where you are exactly to get to where you want to be. Most people really don't know where they are. They just want something different, okay? And then, and then, well, your mind basically goes, well, if you want something different and if you want to go to point B, you have to know where the starting point out is, your, where your starting point is. Just like a GPS, you want to go somewhere, you got to know where you're starting off, right? Or if you want to plan a flight, you want to go to Hawaii, well, where are you going to fly from? Right? Most people don't know where they're flying from because you'll never get to where you're going to go. So, that, so, so it's the same thing with goal setting. So that first month, again, in January, where everybody's failing, you look at, you, you observe all those individuals who set goals. And you look at what patterns, right? Psychological patterns, uh, devotional patterns, um, um, willpower patterns, uh, or whatever frequencies or patterns that they're running that, you know, they failed. So you can see how your, your friends failed setting goals. Um, and then from there, it's like, oh, if they're my friends, I probably have that same pattern. So you start to, you start to learn where your weaknesses are because you're, you're copying, you're seeing what their weaknesses are and you go, gosh, is that, is that a weakness in me as well? So you can circumvent that or you can strengthen from that. So by the time February rolls around, right, you've plugged up all the holes or you've fixed all those holes or you know of all those holes that are going to stop you and prevent you from setting your goals properly. And then that way it allows you to have a higher, say, success ratio when setting goals. By the way, as a note, <clears throat> the masses they're always wrong. <laughs> Straight up. No matter what it is, no matter who they're voting for, whatever it is, the masses are always wrong. So you want to do, I don't want to say the opposite, but you want to learn from the masses why they're doing it wrong and then do it the right way. Okay. So you want to break out. You want to break out from what the majority of people are doing, especially in something like New Year's resolutions, which we've already determined the majority of people fail at. So you talk yeah. about the mastermind and there's a specific energy around that. And so separating yourself away from that and saying, I don't want any part of the failures of what that represents. I'm right. going to carve my own path. And, and maybe that is to your point, not necessarily starting my new year's resolutions on January 1st with the masses. Maybe you decide that I'm going to observe and I'm going to look at these patterns, but separate myself from that. And maybe I start my thing in February. Who's to say that I can't do that? Absolutely. So you create a nice strategic, say, plan, and you see where all your pitfalls are going to be, according to your friends. And then you have a clear cut New Year's resolution, right? Or a new, say, goal. 
So, so now that we've got that figured out or new, new Year's resolutions, uh, let's figure out on why goals don't work in general. Okay. There's, there's a couple of reasons why, you know, the, the book, The Secret mm -hmm. sounded really good and it was a mass hit because of publicity, but I know some of the people in the background, you know, I know some of the writers and so on from The Secret and it wasn't as popular or it wasn't as good of a, of a book. There was, there was something missing in the secret. So they didn't give you the secret that was supposed to say, again, complete the secret for you. Again, it was a great publicity stunt, right? So it was really fantastic uh, as far as uh, publicity, but as far as actually setting goals or accomplishing goals, not that great. And here's some of the key points that are missing between individuals who are successful at setting goals and individuals who aren't successful at setting goals. Those individuals who are who are successful at setting goals, they'll always tell you, it's like, well, how did you accomplish your success? And they go, well, I worked hard. I set goals. I did this. I did that. But yes, those are the surface level reasons on, and you should do those. Yes, absolutely. But they don't even understand the underlying frequency that they're resonating at to create that goal, right? the underlying frequency or your foundational frequency is important. If you don't have that, no matter what you do at the surface level, you work your ass off, you know, you can set as many goals, you can make it as vivid as you want in your visual uh, cues, you won't create that goal for you. You just won't, it just won't happen, okay? And again, the reason is that there's no foundation. Those people who say consistently set goals and consistently accomplish and consistently are successful, they have success mechanisms. They have goal setting mechanisms within their DNA that's turned on. So you need that turned on. There literally is a goal setting mechanism. Your whole DNA is a goal setting mechanism. Use it properly so they can say, uh, they can use that power and then again, committed to, say, a specific goal. And that's what really makes the difference between somebody who reaches their goal and somebody who doesn't, okay? Um, so it's really the foundational, and I know you, you have talked about this on other podcast episodes as well, where it's the foundational mm -hmm. energy or intent behind why you're setting those goals in the first place? Yes, absolutely. So, and, and I'll give you an example, and, and I'll give you, Another reason why goal setting, the way most people goal set, the way, you know, the high level gurus that teach you about goal setting, the, the leadership people that teach you about goal setting, uh, why it's not very successful anyway, even if you do reach your goal. And I'll give you some examples of that. So there's two ways looking at that. So, so most individuals would go, um, they, they wouldn't understand that that's still in their psyche. And then they go, well, I want to become successful. And then no matter what they try is that they'll never become successful. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's, the a, other aspect, it's a deep, it's a belief. It's a kind of a belief that's inside of them yes. maybe without even realizing that they, because it's not that they're thinking that they're that way. It's just because it's on a deeper level inside of them. Right. Yeah. And it goes beyond the belief. It's actually a genetic makeup. Their mm -hmm. genetic makeup dictates that they're not successful. So they'll look unsuccessful they'll have habits that are unsuccessful uh, uh, no matter what you do you can polish yourself up you can have the perfect habits but again you're always forcing yourself to be that 
person that's that isn't really you because of these underlying patterns right because again these underlying patterns dictate who you really are you can change yourself on the surface level but again the surface level it's only like five or ten percent of who you are you want to change the 90 percent of who you are and as you change the 90 percent of who you are well you naturally do successful habits you naturally have successful habits. You naturally do the right things. You naturally have that confidence to walk in and create that goal that you need, right? Um, the other aspect, and some of you will go, you know, this is that's the exact reason why I did become successful because my parents said I'd never make it. And there's tons of successful individuals and you can follow this rule is that somebody said you'll never make it. So if you're that type of person and, a, and you go, oh, yeah, I'll show them. And then you use it as a, you know, a, a motivational factor or an explosive device, you know, and that just that runs in you all the time. And then mm -hmm. you become successful. But there's problems with that both ways. OK, so say you become successful when you're no good. Right. Or at a deeper level. You have, uh, you know, your parents said, well, you're never going to be amount to anything. And then you became successful. You didn't use it as a perpetual tool, but you used it to, uh, you just randomly became successful through hard work and so on like that. Again, showing off your parents that, you know, you're going to be successful. Or, you know, you get mad at somebody or somebody says, hey, you know what? That person is no good. They're going to become worthless. I'm going to show them. I'm going to get mad. And then you become successful. Okay. Either way, you become successful. The problem with that is that no matter which one you use, when you do become successful, you're always going to be, say, kicking yourself in the ass because <clears throat> that success that you that you have is never going to be good enough. It's like, well, I need to kick my, myself more and more and more. You're never going to be satisfied with the success that you have because, again, it was a great tool at the moment. But most people don't know how to say get off that horse or let go of that tool that provided success. Uh, on the flip so, side, so uh, Moss, I just was I just want to quickly ask a question that if so, using mm -hmm. the New Year's resolution uh, concept here, because people mm -hmm. might set out to set resolutions for the new year, and mm -hmm. if they do it with the wrong intent and the wrong foundation, then let's say weight loss would be kind of the most obvious thing that people do in January. And okay. so no amount of weight that they lose will be enough in that case to make them happy if they even were to be successful to some degree. It'd be like, oh, I lost, let's say I lost five pounds in January, but then mm -hmm. they feel like a failure at the end of that time period because now they, it's not enough. They, they, shouldn't, right. they shouldn't be losing five pounds. They need to be losing 30 pounds. And now they right. see themselves as a failure. Is that kind of what you mean? Um, yes, but so let's just use weight loss. Uh, what happens is that if you have an underlying pattern or an underlying image that you're never going to be good enough, you're never going to look good enough. A lot of women go through this, right? No matter what physical shape they are in at a very deep level, they're never going to be pretty enough or they're never going to be perfect enough. So one, they, they lose weight. Right. They come into the perfect shape. So what happens to them is like if they hold on to that perfect shape where they don't yo-yo, because that's a hard thing, too. This is why people yo-yo, you know, when they start to lose weight. Right. Um, 
where again, it's like they can't hold on to their image of that perfection that they say achieved, right? Uh, and they and they go back to their weight, whether it's too thin or, or you know too too overweight. It doesn't matter. They're not going to be that perfect shape. And there's so many supermodels that do this, by the way. They're supermodels, and then you know they come to me and they go, "Boss, I don't look good enough. I don't look pretty enough." And I'm going. Damn, you're drop dead gorgeous. What are you talking about? Because when they see themselves in the mirror, they're seeing another reflection of who they are. That internal dialogue of who they are still haunts them at a deeper level. So again, overall, XI, the way XI does it is, is yeah, you want to be that person that you know has that perfect shape, that is beautiful, that is successful, or whatever that you want. But let's not do it from a surface level where your old self is still the same, let's clean up your old self. And then your natural beauty or your natural shape or your natural success, say, starts to glow. And it makes goal setting a lot easier for you, by the way. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's beyond motivation. It's beyond all of those things. It's really about starting with, and you've said this so many times on this podcast, but it's so true, even as it relates to New Year's resolutions, that you have to look internally and make sure that you are solid as a person before you start setting resolutions. If you don't want to be only, you know, in the, in the 9% of people who um, keep these resolutions. And even those who are successful, like I said, they don't really say um, they don't really benefit from achieving the goals, by the way, because goals uh, or, or blessings are magnifiers. So what happens is as you become, say, wealthier or as you become more beautiful because you're in that perfect shape because you lost that weight, you'll start to, uh, again, because of your internal dialogue, your internal frequencies, you'll start to pick on yourself. You start to go, mm. oh, success doesn't like fulfill me enough. Uh, and you see that all the time. You see that in those, uh, in, in, in those times where people reach stardom you know, they're, you know, fortune and fame, uh, and then they get massively depressed. Yeah, That's what happens because their internal dialogue didn't change. Their, their internal dialogue didn't keep up with their new version of who they are. So what XI basically says, let's change your internal dialogue and create that perfect version of who you are. You naturally gravitate, again, you naturally gravitate to that perfect version of who you are where you are so one you don't lose yourself two you expand upon yourself uh and you actually nurture yourself you're not say sacrificing yourself you're not destroying yourself you're not destroying others you're not destroying the planet to again be a better version of you and moss we're going to leave the the links to your website below this video those that are watching on youtube or your social channels or listening to it on audio, the website yeah. is below yeah. this video um, and, and, and podcast episodes so that they can reach out and understand better what the process is to become part of the XI community, as you've described, because that is the foundational piece that's missing so that people can Absolutely. be successful if they were setting goals or if, if that comes in the form of a New Year's resolution, then so be it. But those are that's a real solid strategic plan for people that I think they'll be able to take away from this episode. So thank you for Absolutely. sharing that. You're so welcome. Thank you. 
Yeah. And for those who are uh, listening or you're watching, if you know someone who is and who doesn't know someone who's about to set out to set a, you know, a New Year's resolution, uh, send this to them, you know, send this episode to them so that they might reconsider how they're going about doing that. And be sure to follow the podcast as well. Exponential Intelligence. Um, Moss, this podcast is on all of his channels, all of the social channels and also an audio version as well. So if you'd like to listen rather than watch, then you have that option as well. Moss, thank you so much for uh, being on and sharing these tips today. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of high consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe, and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.